Thaddeus Ellenberg presents Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. Well, it's that magical time of year when the leaves, ablaze with color, commune with the first crisp morn of the holiday season, ushering in mirth and glee and, barring any unskilled yet braggadocious characters in the kitchen, a festive feast with friends and family. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Todd Sheplin here, along with Gail Rogers, who's fighting off a nasty bout with some undercooked turkey and just fled the booth in dire need of a thinly lined wastebasket intended for tissues. Welcome to the 71st Macmillan's Department Store Thanksgiving Day Parade, live from Alberton City, where over one million spectators have lined the Parkside Parade route since early this morning, bundled up in hopes of catching all the spectacular sights and scenes on March here today. From fabulous floats and dazzling performers to towering balloons and choruses of cheer, all making their way along the bustling boulevard of Delicatessen Row. And with any luck, a glimpse of that jolly, cookie-gobbling, milk-guzzling man in red, who rumor has it this year is sporting a specially designed sleigh by Samson Motors, available for a limited time from your local Samson dealer. It's great for the kids and going to grandma's house, or for your 16-year-old daughter. Nothing quite says cool like rolling up to school in your very own sleigh. I know mine would get a kick out of it. We're here on 101st Street in Huntington Square, across from the iconic flagship of the Macmillan Department Store family, where the cast of this year's hit musical, Sunnyside Kind of Life, is performing the show's title number with an accompaniment from the St. Sebastian Marching Band, fresh off a valiant showing at this year's Harrington Invitational in Orlando. Starring eight-year-old Gabby Larson as Adeline, an orphan newsie stricken with ink lung posing as a boy, Sunnyside Kind of Life brings to the stage over 450 dancers, choreographed by Katherine Berkovich and featuring Depression-era garb with a colorful twist from costume designer Nathan Cherish. A timeless and heartwarming tale of a troubled girl's journey from jaded to joyful with the help of an 80-year-old man. It's hip-hop and double-dutch in this season's must-see musical. And as the famous Macmillan's department store clock inches that much closer to 9 o'clock, signaling the start of the parade as it does each and every year, you can feel the excitement in the air. Today's forecast, this weatherman calls for fun with a 60% chance of enchantment. The nine o'clock starting time put in place by Harold McMillan Sr. to symbolize the start of store hours for each of their, get this, 28,835 days of operation since first opening their doors some 79 years ago. I wonder if old Harry's still carrying around that 13 handicap he reportedly claimed in his final moments. I'm only kidding. Stay with me, folks. We wish the McMillan family a happy Thanksgiving. And we give thanks to them for this time-honored tradition and a most merry prelude to the season of giving. And thank you to all of you at home, or wherever you are, for spending this special day with us here on KBV Alberton City. Cutting the ribbon this year is former Alberton Mayor Vino Lundquist, currently residing out of state after purchasing the Alberton Allbacks longtime Pee Wee rivals, the West Sag Saplings. 
He's joined by Master of Ceremonies Harold McMillan III, who has been quite open since last year's parade with regard to the company's longevity, following over 90 store closures in the last few months alone, resulting in the laying off of nearly 13,000 employees, which he's committed on a number of morning radio shows in the lead up to today will have zero impact on this year's parade. And based on the turnout of smiling faces out there, we're off to a good start. That harbinger of holiday cheer is finally here, and the 71st McMillan's Department Store Thanksgiving Day Parade is underway. It's a fine day for a parade. Kicking things off on the right foot, or buckled shoe as it were, is a group of people that have traveled here all the way from 1621 in a place called Plymouth Rock. Yes, it's those pioneering pilgrims and their native Indian friends. That one's carrying a pumpkin. And coming up behind them, why, it's Theodore the Turkey, who's managed to evade the cleaver for yet another year. However, this Thanksgiving, Theodore's got another reason to be beaming with pride. And it's not his six-foot-long lashes, furnished by plush lush lashes. I'm talking, of course, about the two talents riding atop him, a pair that's no stranger to riding along. That six-time Emmy-nominated actor, Robert Landau, and his Primate co-star from KBV's primetime hit, Wholesome Highway, singing the show's affectionate trucking ditty, Two in a Barrel. Catch JR and his pet chimp Rocky as they ride the country's highways doing good, Saturday nights right here on KBV. And behind them, hot on Theodore's tail feathers, daunting him down the boulevard, is the Meyer Soup Gravy Boat. Make your holiday the Meyer's way. Now that's 32,658 liters of Meyer's Brown Gravy. And bobbing up and down in there, the lumps are played by several lucky patients from the Brothers of the Sun Children's Research Hospital right here in Alberton City. The charitable organization has teamed up with the prominent Rhode Island Soup Company this season to encourage continued support. But not without the help of a few courageous boys and girls, padded up in brown and having a heck of a time. I'm sure under those oversized helmets that keep falling down, there's some big smiles on the faces of those special youngsters. Another extraordinary opportunity provided by the compassionate folks over the Brothers of the Sun. Probably need to keep a running headcount on that one. And behind them is our first great balloon. It's Cisco Cats and Epps sidekick Steve from the Saturday morning cartoon Stadium Cats, fresh off the garbage truck from Tatum Field. And look, he's brought a tub of popcorn with him in addition to sporting his signature whiskers with the nacho cheese. At 65 feet tall, that's six and a half stories to you and me, Stephen Piccolilli, his full name, you don't raise three daughters without picking up a thing or two, is being guided by 40 expert handlers and is filled with more than just popcorn. Yes, he's also scarfed down nearly 8,000 cubic feet of helium and air. This year marks his 17th appearance and is looking finer than ever a favorite of the classic balloons. I was always a Lenny fan. She was my favorite of the stadium cats. Maybe that's just me. A little further back, making their way in front of Delicatessen Row at Donnie's Joint, though it's not the brisket that has folks lining up outside today, it's the float of Strickland Outfitters and their Western-themed stage, brought to you, of course, by the Rugged Clothing Company and their popular Urban Denim Depot down on 32nd Street featuring studs and spangles for all your formal denim needs. Or perhaps something with a little bit of color for those casual denim days in the park. Perhaps a poly or raw denim vest. Whatever your needs, Strickland's got you covered. 
Although, I don't think anyone will be going sleeveless today. It's quite brisk. Part of that frontline wave of westerlies I mentioned on yesterday's broadcast. Yes, with the pilgrim hat. It seems old man Winter's nipping at our heels. I wonder if he's a denim man. I can see him with the fur-lined collar and a big white beard. Like a cool, wanderly old man Winter. Maybe hangs out by the bowling alley. The float is being escorted this morning by members of the cast from the Country Corral, the always entertaining country and western-themed dinner theater, the pride of Magnus County. These folks represent the show's color guard and are treating us to some spectacular flag spinning. They're at the direction of former ice show choreographer Michael Devon, who made it onto the scene with his land-based maritime show, make that ice-based maritime show, Southward Steamer, an old world story about the lonely Benjamin Higby, disfigured and forced to live in the town's telegraph tower, signaling the ships into port. And if shows aren't your thing, well, they've got a broiled chicken that'll knock your boots off. On top of the saloon there, that's Grammy winner Thelma Stax, performing her new single, Rattlesnake Pie, from her upcoming album, Treat Me Like a Country Girl. Coming up behind the Strickland float, it's the long-running Garnish Dancers from the Gilbert Preparatory School of Costume Performing Arts, part of some 2,000 walking characters on parade today. From herbs and leaves to roots and greens, this talented group of performers is the brainchild of ballet dancer Nina Sorkin, a teacher of the Gilbert School for nearly 27 years. These classically trained garnishes made their first appearance at the Macmillan Department Store Thanksgiving Day Parade back in 1963 and have been a celebrated staple ever since. Well, that parsley can really pirouette. And those spiced apples aren't too shabby either. I always get a kick out of the cloves. I don't see the pear, though. Oh, there it is. There's the pear. They've got a ways to go before they catch up to Theodore, though. Throw it in the high gear, Theodore. They're coming for you. <laughs> We're having some fun this morning. Oh, look out. Here comes Lionel the Lion. And he appears to have his eye on those garnishes. Seems to be no one safe this season. From the beloved book series by Peter Westbrook, Lionel the Gracious Vegetarian Lion has been one of the leading figures in early childhood education and literature for nearly 40 years. One of seven feline balloons on display this morning, Lionel began his day by devouring 40,000 tons of helium and air for a balanced breakfast. They say you are what you eat. I wonder where helium falls on the food pyramid. I guess we best leave that one for the folks up in the control room. They certainly know how to serve up some hot air. I'm only joshing you fellas, keep the mic on. Lionel stands nearly 70 feet tall, and if he wore pants, they would be a size 350. And guiding him through the streets is the Lionel and Friends group made up of editors and employees from Lionel's publisher, Kincaid Books. You know, I'll bet those manes are pretty warm. Those adorable paws are a nice touch too. I wonder if that makes it easier or more difficult to hold on to the line. Either way, they're doing a splendid job. However, the, uh, the, the, the wind appears to be picking up. Let's, let's hope they can hang on to them. This is a tricky section coming up here. He seems to be flirting with that traffic light a bit. Now, normally I wouldn't advise pulling on a lion's tail, but this one may need a good tug. Oh, he just tapped it. He just tapped it. Whoa, steady now. Wow. Those gust-ups are treacherous. 
He looks to be back on his way now. That was, ooh, that was, it was tense there for a moment, but crisis averted. That's 35 very relieved Lions under Lionel there. I can guarantee you that. Coming in behind Lionel, it's those most famous of holiday horses with their unmistakable sweeping blonde hair and chestnut coats. It's a sight fit for Christmas in the old country. You know the ones. Don your later hosens. It's the Hackenschmidt Halflingers. Pulling the float furnished by, you guessed it, Hackenschmidt Suds. It's always a swell time with Hackenschmidt. Well, actually, it's not a float at all they're pulling, but an antique convertible. And there in the back seat, waving to the spectators, is Constantine Hackenschmidt and his lovely wife, Ingrid, who not only painted the team of wild horses featured on the bottle label, but also provided the sound of the horse's neighing in the classic Hackenschmidt holiday commercial from 1984. Maybe she'll belt out a few for the crowd. And again, you do it for 60 years, your voice is likely to be a bit hoarse. And to 87 years young, I hear she still eats like one too. Watch out, Constantine. You're liable to find that one chasing her purse at Rottingham Downs. I'm only teasing, folks. In 1987, Ingrid Hackenschmidt's voice was inducted into the Gardner Television Hall of Fame, a most prestigious honor. Oh, looky there. Coming up behind the halfies, it's the float of Lily Foster's taffy. Nothing quite says the season like an assorted box of saltwater taffy. I like the teal ones. What is that, wintergreen? It's some kind of mint. Either way, refreshing addition to your holiday. The giant candy box was constructed of foam and plaster and is the conception of large-scale confectionery sculptor Raphael Nui, whose other creations can currently be seen at the Wolf Theater in the smash comedy Murder by Mastication on the Candyland Express, playing through January. A fabulous show. I saw it the other night with Martha and the girls. A charming and colorful whodunit. Now, I won't give away the ending or the masticator, but let's just say they all had a hand in it. The various taffies popping up their heads are performed today by taffy pullers from Lily Foster's Silver Plains Factory in PA, a coveted honor taken in lieu of their Christmas bonuses. The float is being followed by several other holiday goodies from Lily Foster's, hand-picked from the some 3,000 volunteers that signed up this year each of whom went through a rigorous selection process that began back in early March. I see a few hard candies out there. I was never able to fully enjoy those. Something about my bite. There's some gumdrops. Those are always fun. <laughs> that fudge square looks to be a bit off balance. Oh, there's the fruitcake. My personal favorite. Those three look to be handling that costume with graceful unison. And with headdresses fit for the occasion a pecan, a cherry, and a green jelly. Pretty much says it all right there. Like the three wise men, shuffling their way into the collective spirits of us all on this eve of the Yuletide. I don't think anyone here today can overstate the symbolism they're witnessing from this trio. I, for one, will take the opportunity to salute them as they pass by the booth. Often in times of celebration, we forget what it is we're celebrating. So thank you, dear sweet and honest fruitcake, for your representation and remembrance. Wow, there goes, there goes three American heroes. Hmm, wow. Let us pause for a moment of silence. Thank you. And here comes the peanut brittle. 
Coming in behind them is a balloon that needs no introduction. I mean, really, do I even have to say anything? Who's that wartime man in red that takes to the skies? No, not that one. Who can shoot down the enemy with a single shot? Take out the target in one fell swoop. Why the masked baron, of course, in his signature biplane. Igniting the imaginations of boys and girls everywhere, including a few adults, such as yours truly, the masked baron first flew onto comic book pages nearly 82 years ago after landing on the cover of Swell Time Marvel's number three, and has since appeared on television, in big budget blockbusters, and on millions and millions of pieces of merchandise. His plane, Scarlet, stretches over 100 feet long and has a wingspan of 150 feet. How his handlers are able to maneuver him through the streets itself is a swell time marvel. There's 53 of them in total today, and their propeller beanies are a real hoot. The biggest and most anticipated balloon, I think it's fair to say, today marks the Baron's 37th flight in the Macmillan Department Store Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is an amazing feat in its own right. I know many of us still cling to our childhood inspiration. Oh no, it's out of control. The Baron is out of control. Folks, I, it appears one of his wing supports has exploded and oh, the top wing just collapsed. Uh, the handlers are trying to wrangle it, but the, uh, the gusts are too strong, it seems. I can only imagine they're thinking of the innocent spectators. We're not sure of the cause. Uh, we don't know if this is the work of a distraught employee laid off or if it's natural causes. We, we just we can't rule out the former. Uh, it could be terrorist. We just don't know. But the Scarlet is rapidly deflating before our very eyes. It will go down. There's no denying that. This is... This is unwatchable. The handlers are scattering. That one's beanie's caught. That one's beanie's caught. His beanie's caught. Help him. For God's sake, help him. Folks, I, I, I can't. Folks, I can't speak. I can't speak. I, the sound is deafening. This pressure's tremendous. Everybody's fleeing in all directions, <laughs> trying to escape the cascade of rubber canvas. It's chaos. Oh my God, I, I can't speak. This, this is a terrible day. And there goes the Baron, in a flash, collapsing over the side of the cockpit. Oh my god, he just slumped over across the opening of that alley. Oh, I'm sure there were people in there. Oh, oh, the humanity. This has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. With an introduction by Nicole Kalasich and artwork by Adrian Lobel. This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Allenberg. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at tecasualfriday.com or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com.